It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the stats and analytics expert, Mackenzie Rivers. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Mac and Rivers. And you can find us both at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Mackenzie, here we go. NFL week number five. We got Thursday Night Football. We got the Seahawks. We got the Rams. Uh, right now, current line on this game, Rams minus two and a half, total 54 and a half. Mackenzie, you and I, uh, we've been pretty good the last couple weeks. What's our record been the last couple weeks? Well, actually, what's it been on our Thursday night pod since the beginning of the year? How are we doing? Well, on the first one, you went 2-0. I was 0-2. I had Ezekiel Elliott go- looking great. That was my prediction. That was two weeks early. He's looking great now, but not, not so much. But... Happy to say since then, I was 1-0 week two. You were 1-0 week two. You had the over in the Giants-Washington game. Then we had a sleeper. The Carolina Panthers handled business, one and covered. You had that. I had them in a tease. 1-0, 1-0. And then week four, got got a sweater on the, on the Bengals, teased down, and they barely won on the field goal. And then the Chiefs won easy. And you had Burrow lining it up on primetime. That's exactly what he did. Like 80% completion percentage, 300 or so yards, way over his total. So, 6-0 in our last three podcasts, 8-2 and two overall, not shabby. Not too bad. That Burrow one, man, I'll tell you. I felt that was a very good pick. But, man, I know that you and Dan do your podcast where you go ahead, you do your Survivor stuff. You guys can find that on SoundCloud and in the pregame.com forums at McKenzie's Twitter. And you go ahead, you give out your Survivor pick every week. I was sweating for you, dude. <laughs> you know the thing about it was the thing about it was i only watched the second half so like i had nothing to lose i was like wow i like made such a big deal about the survivor podcast i thought this was the sharpest pick i mean maybe they don't cover but they win easy so i'm just like okay i'll watch the second half i got home like i got nothing to lose at that point and they didn't not score the entire they got touchdown 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 then they could have scored a touchdown on a field goal so i'm like yeah their offense is crisp burrow's amazing i don't know what anyone's talking about that was an easy winner it's got there you know it's funny dude i went out for about an hour i think it was either that night or the night after and there were a couple people that were actually talking about that game that they all played the bengals in their survivor pick so i'm guessing it wasn't exactly the sharp one <laughs> but it was one of those situations where if you're ever going to have a chance to use the bengals and not use the bills um, that was a good week to do it. Second survivor most pick that got me. In, in Circa Survivor, it was the second most picked. I'm like, wow, this is the square sharp side of the equation. But you know what? I don't have to worry about the Bengals winning the rest of the season. And you didn't have to worry about the Bills losing either and blowing up all those two because they end up going up there and, and taking care of business 40 to nothing. <laughs> I'm curious who your pick's going to be. So uh, I'll be on the lookout for your pod when you go ahead and you do that. Uh, again, you guys know where to find that at Mac and Rivers on Twitter. Mackenzie, let's go ahead and let's jump into this one Thursday night contest here. Uh, you got the Rams; they're coming off of a loss against the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams got beat there, thirty-seven to twenty at home. Uh, that, that puts a little stink on the Rams. And Seattle; they're coming off of a win against your San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks go ahead and they get it done there uh, on the road, but the Seahawks will be at home in this one. As I mentioned, they're going to go ahead; they're going to get two and a half points. In this game, McKenzie, uh, I'm not sure the line's right. I would actually have these two teams somewhere around to pick them. So the line for me sticks out that there's probably value on on Seattle here. But you're thinking that the two and a half points is given 
you and I, I guess, an opportunity because you and I kind of agree here on the same exact pick um, that we could potentially use the Seahawks in a teaser. Now, what are some of the stats that you're looking at right now uh, that's telling you that this game uh, may, may be close, but it might not be that far out of reach for Seattle to go ahead and stay within that teaser number of, you know, eight, eight and a half? Well, we all know Russell Wilson very Excellent on prime time, wins about two thirds of his games against the number in his career, 23, 12 and three when the light's bright. All right, so let's look at the teaser situation. Again, 38 prime time games, 23, 12 and three against the number. Twice in those games, he's lost by 10 plus. Very hard to rattle Russell Wilson, especially because most of his excellence is off script. So if the script ain't right, like it was against San Francisco, wasn't against San Francisco in the first half. I did not think we were safe scoring less than 25 points or so in that game. And that ended up being, you know, the number that the opponent had to get over. So expect Russell Wilson to continue his string of excellence on prime time. I love the plus nine. The only question for me is what's the other side? The plus eight and a half. Get the six point teaser. And I'd be with you to go ahead and take the points there. I, I don't see Seattle uh, getting blown out there at home. That team hasn't won a game at home. Uh, I want to say they didn't win this year. Last year, I think they had a home game against the Rams in the playoffs, and they lost that game. So my gut feeling says that there might even actually be maybe a little bit of built-in revenge here uh, for Seattle. And you got to go all the way back to week 16 of last year, the last time Seattle won at home, and that was against the Rams. So. Um, it's been a while since they won at home. Last time they won a game was against the Rams, and the last time they lost a pretty big home game uh, was against these Rams. So it should be interesting. You know, McKenzie, I keep hearing that a lot of people think that the Rams' defense is elite, and I honestly I can't listen to it for another week and understand where people are getting this from. They just gave up 37 points to the Cardinals. And it's not like it's the pass defense is what worries me. It's the rush defense. Uh, I believe right now they're around 25th or 26th in the league uh, when it comes to stopping the run. So if teams don't need to worry about throwing the ball, well, yeah, those stats are going to look pretty good. But I have heard the word elite, that this is an elite defense. They have two elite players. And the rest of the guys are, uh, in my opinion, it's, you know, they're, they're average to decent. There's nothing great. But the linebacking core for me, um, is, is a linebacking core that could be used and abused every week. Uh, I went on a podcast last week. I said, Kyler Murray will have a good game. He'll be able to run the ball. And he never went over the rushing total that they had set. And he, you know, suppressed that uh, by a pretty good amount. And I kind of feel like Seattle, in a sense, has similar makeup to the Cardinals. They have a quarterback that could be mobile in Russell Wilson, get away from Aaron Donald. And they have more than one target that they could throw the football to. So, you know, I'm guessing Jalen Ramsey's probably going to try to lock down, you know, either Metcalf or Lockett. But they can move guys around the field. I mean, one thing about Ramsey, now he'll move a little bit. He's not exactly the most mobile guy out there. Uh, he may go into the slot. But Ramsey, you know, generally likes to go ahead and play on the left side of the field uh, when he's out there on the field. So, I don't know how much he's going to move. And if Russell Wilson could go ahead and free up Lockett and Metcalf to not have to be on Ramsey, uh, I could see Seattle throwing the ball um, rather well. And I believe they'll probably run the ball um, rather well. But let's talk about the Rams. Was last week kind of a 
you know, kind of just a stinker type of game for them, McKenzie, because they did beat Tampa Bay. Um, they went and they played really well in that game. They had a 34 to 24 win, but I just wonder if it was one of those just kind of let down situations where, you know, maybe we're not getting the full picture of how good the Rams are. I mean, they were what undefeated going into this week. I'm not sure exactly how you looked at them going into that game last weekend, but uh, do you feel like it was a letdown situation or do you just feel that the Cardinals were, you know, I guess just that much better? I'm not sure that the Rams are necessarily elite. Just matchup-wise against the Cardinals, a team that had great rush EPA, when you have a mobile quarterback, you tend to have that, Get the especially when you have great wide receivers too. You get the defense spread out. Usually you can be very efficient in the run game. But they're a team that historically has devalued the linebacker position, especially the middle linebackers. So you're going to have that opportunity. But does every, every team come equipped with the Cardinals-type di- dynamism in the run game? No, they don't. But if you look at how dominant teams are, Cardinals do have a great argument to be the best team in the league. If you look at pregame.com statistic, fourth quarter weighted win shares, just the expected wins they've had in the fourth quarter, if you randomize it, like, yes, they got lucky. They had a 50% chance to lose when the car- when the Vikings were kicking that field goal in week two. But they've been dominant in every other game. They have three and a half wins expected, way, 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 way higher than anybody else. Buffalo Bills coming in two. The Rams are ninth. They got 2.6 wins. They played four games. They won three. If you flipped a coin, you know, when they had about a 50% chance to win in those close games, they'd have 2.6 wins per five, four games played. So they're three and one. They're, they're, they're not, I mean, they're ninth in the league. The Chiefs are right there too. The Packers are right there too. The Chargers are right there. But they haven't done anything in this season. I'm not saying they don't come with priors. McVay has had a great record, especially on the road, ATS and straight up. Appreciate that. But they haven't done anything this year. I know Matthew Stafford might be number one or two still in the league in QBR to show me that they're anything better than what I thought they were coming into this season, a contender, but not necessarily separating themselves from the pack. So let's go back to last week, though, and stay on that, because I think that that's an interesting point for us to go ahead and start, you know, breaking down whether the Rams are, you know, for real or for fake. But, you know, Tampa Bay, yeah, they lose that game against them, but they also had the Patriots and that was advertises what you know one of the biggest games we were going to see you know in a, in a very very long time so you got to wonder about their efforts in that particular game and I also have to go back to the Rams schedule um, they beat the Bears and right now it's big deal uh, we saw what Andy Dalton looked like I mean the Bears aren't good and we also saw that they went on the road and they snuck out a win against um, the Colts by three points but I think we would probably agree that the Colts aren't good and then you play Tampa Bay in maybe a, a look-ahead spot where it was your Super Bowl. And then you play at home and you get blown out by the Cardinals. So, you know, just looking at the schedule for the Rams, I have to say that I'm I'm not really impressed. I think there were games in there that they that they should have played better. And I think there were particular things in situation-wise um, that kind of boosted them up a little bit. That's just my kind of feeling. I feel like the Seahawks have had the tougher schedule out of the two teams. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not. All right, so let's see. Against the Colts on the road, I think that team comes fully prepped to to have a great season. So that's it's not an easy game to win. Uh, the Titans, they dominated that game, you know, till the end of the fourth quarter and let it slip. But they're a good team, probably favorite, they're still favored to win the AFC South. And then the 49ers are a good team, I think. And who's their other opponent? Oh, the Vikings on the road. That's not an, that's not an easy game. 
Uh, and the Rams, the Rams played the Bucks, played the Bears. That's a sleeper. Just played the Cardinals, maybe the best team in the league. You know, early in the season. No, the Rams. I'm, I mean, in my opinion, the Rams have the Cardinals and the Bucks. That's harder than anything the Seahawks have seen so far. I felt situation wise that the Seahawks were in a tougher situations, like to go on the road and open up in Week One. I don't care where you play; you could play in Jacksonville. That team's coming to play. And the way Tennessee got beat in week one, uh, they got shellacked against the Cardinals. You knew Tennessee was coming in because wasn't that the one game that we were talking about all week long about uh, how bad Tennessee is, how they get beat that bad at home, da 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 I think RJ actually took the Cardinals in, in, the, in the super contest. So you knew Tennessee was coming in with a really good effort. And the Vikings, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, the Vikings didn't win a game until that Seattle game. That was their first win of the season. So their backs were up against the wall, and Seattle was on the road again. And then, again, they're on the road in a back-to-back situation against the 49ers. So although there might be some decent teams on the Rams' side, I believe that Seattle exactly, even heading into this particular game, that they haven't exactly been in any good situation all season long. And I believe that if you look at their schedule over the next two, they got to go on the road again to Pittsburgh, who their backs are going to be up against the wall, and then they got to play the Saints. So maybe they're looking ahead a little bit, saying, you know what, we need to keep knocking these wins out because the schedule is not getting any easier, uh, followed up by Green Bay, the Cardinals, at Washington. So Seattle needs to be – they need to be dialed in here and knock out a couple more wins, and I feel like – uh, teasing them probably is definitely the way to go. How you feeling about coaching in this one, Mackenzie? Hmm. Sean McVay has a good record ATS, not necessarily as good as I would have remembered, but still 56%, 20-16. and 16. I know he started off on fire during that Super Bowl run, but in general, you know, he does come related. I wouldn't say he's from the Shanahan tree. I don't know how fair that is. If if he has a tree and, and we have a tree, then, uh, you know, it seems seems incestuous at some point, so... You know, he's also a Gruden disciple. That doesn't get brought up that much, but I think he's a good coach. I think he has a great attention to detail and, and good energy and the kind of thing that helps you win on the road. Yeah, the McVeigh stuff, that's kind of interesting. I didn't realize that his record was what it was there. How about Seattle, though? What about their defense, McKenzie? I mean, that has to raise a red flag. Uh, we could take two points if we want to, two and a half points, but maybe is is it because the Seattle – defense isn't that good you know is that something that we have to look at I I didn't look at their stats recently but from what I looked at last week going into that game against San Fran uh, the rush defense not very good pass defense not very good is there anything that that you're seeing that have they gotten worse you know going into last week or better I think we should keep all this extraneous stuff in the podcast this is got to give the people what they want Dolphins at Buccaneers totals 48. They've lost three in a row. I mean, you got to figure this. This is their Super Bowl effort. The under is probably the way to go on that That seems crazy high, right? Yeah. Think about it. What's the weakness of the Buccaneers? Their secondary is fucked, right? But Brissett can't throw for shit, dude. He's not throwing. He's throwing for 150 yards a game. So if the liability that the freaking Buccaneers have on defense isn't going to be exposed – and we know that Miami's defense is pretty good. I mean, Gronk's a little bit banged up still. Miami has to come into this like it's their Super Bowl. I would bet that at 48 and a half. 
I would bet that under all day long. Maybe like a 27 to 6 type of game, just an ugly game all around. By the way, you're asking me about asking me about the Seahawks defense. They've been above average in three of the four weeks. They were 14th against the Colts. This is by football outsiders. 11th in week two against the Tennessee Titans. Then they slipped to 25 against, you know, very, very talented, robust Vikings offense with their backs against the wall, like you said. And then they were 16th last week at San Francisco. This is a team that was like 25th for the, the whole first half of the season last year, 25th to 32nd in passing defense. So very much improved. That has to be said in Pete Carroll's credit. And I can only see that defense getting better for this particular game. Uh, I don't have any player props as of yet, McKenzie. This is one I'm going to have to look at. There are some questionable tags uh, with the running back, Chris Carson, with wide receiver DK Metcalf. Uh, both guys are probably expected to play. Uh, because they do have props up on these guys. So I'll look into that. I've been pretty solid with these Thursday night props as well. So I'll try to go ahead and dig something up, maybe find a particular matchup that, uh, that'll that help us out. But uh, it seems like, Mackenzie, you and I, we're going to go ahead and, and play the Seahawks in a teaser, uh, another teaser pick up for Thursday night. But um, I think I think I got my play, and there's some worries about it. The line is going down, but I think the Vikings 7.5 get it down to 1.5. Zimmer 32-15, and 15, ATS awful loss. Whatever reported troubles in the locker room there are, you know, a lot of people want to keep their jobs. Kirk Cousins wants to keep getting paid $30, $40 million a year. And I know him. He's a good guy. I think he actually wants to you know, show that he deserves that kind of money. And uh, he's been excellent, top five. So I know, th- I know one thing. I know the Vikings are going to get their points. I think they hold on to the win. My best bet for the pod will be the Seahawks get it up to eight and a half. It's almost never happened. It's never happened at home for Russell Wilson Seahawks team to lose by more than a touchdown. It's literally never happened at home. It only happened twice in 38 games in primetime. So that's one side. And then the Vikings to win. I know it's, I know they're on the road. I know they're actually at home. I forget. They're at home. Much better team. And backs up against the wall. One and three. They got to win. That's, the, that's my other side of the tease. All right. Well, we'll go ahead. We'll give you guys that. And anything else that we have, uh, we'll make sure we go and give that to you guys on Twitter. Uh, you guys can get that at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You guys can get that at Mac and Rivers. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on Thursday night. Enjoy the game. <laughs>